This is getting better and better. Get some recipes. Look at that. Yes, sir. You haven't peaked yet. Mmm, I just can't, mm, I just can't wait. That's a lesson that games are not played on paper. No. But they're played on the field. I told you guys, I told you. I told you. Welcome to Evolve, a lifestyle brand that disrupts conventional thinking and challenges you to evolve your soul, evolve your body, evolve your mind, and evolve your tribe. And now, it's time to disrupt. You have value, and you are not alone. When I close my eyes, I can see a whole different world. Wow, yeah. that's what I want to do, man. And you're listening to another Evolve Short. Uh, so, Miles, this week we're dropping an episode with uh, Mike Montandon. And Mike was the governor, or excuse me, not the governor. He was the mayor of North Las Vegas. He was actually a gubernatorial candidate, uh, but he was the mayor of North Las Vegas at a time when North Las Vegas was the fastest growing large city in the nation. Um, I think what was interesting about that conversation is Mike is a... Um, a white conservative male who got elected and essentially termed out because he uh, was elected so many times. He was elected in a constituency that was very liberal. And so we had a really good conversation with him. And so as you and I have been talking about politics and the uh, very divisive and bipolar nature of politics in the U.S., I thought it was a good time to have this conversation of how do we get to a much better evolutionary state as individuals and as a society, uh, given the current state of the political um, theater that's out there? Well, you know, what what I've been playing with thinking is, is, is one, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, um, even independents, are two different sides to the same coin. Mm, and okay. to, to try to look at this holistically and bring it down to, a, on a personal level, to ask people, ask themselves, when am I a liberal? When am I a conservative? When am I independent? Because I think these terms are applicable at any given time in a person's life and and we don't look at it like that so it becomes how do you understand the other side and once you understand the other side it's how do i in understanding the other side ask yourself when am i the other yeah because we have because we all go back and forth in our personal lives Right. From now, liberal some, views to conservative views. Right. And they're ever shifting. You know, there's, you know, obviously there's like a conservative who maybe when he was younger, like a hot conservative was against gay marriage. And he or she has evolved after all these years to, you know, it's, it, it, they should be able to get married or whatever, you know, and liberals who have gone from being liberal to a little bit more conservative in their views and this ever fluidity. And I think we don't recognize that fluidity. And then we get caught up with name calling and pointing at the other without recognizing that the other is also you. And 
Carl Jung, in his writings on shadow work, one of the things he asks his clients to do is that if you are talking about somebody in a negative way, you're kind of talking about yourself. So again, we're back at that. How, how do you, what is the conservative in me? What is the liberal in me? What is the independent in me? And if I can see that, that might create a greater understanding for the opposite. And, you know, let's face it, there'll be some foundational things that we can't agree on. And, you know, that are solidly foundational. But outside of that, it's how do you understand the other? And it seems like we're at a place now where people don't want to understand each other. We're just screaming at each other. And well, I like what you're saying, though. With it, it starts with an awareness. It starts with the, the awareness that there are, we do have both sides of that coin inside of us, and that our views shift over time, and that right. there are certain times. I, I think one of the analogies that you brought up is that when you feel like you are really wealthy, you're very liberal with your money. When you feel like you're not wealthy, you're very conservative with your money. And so that's a time in life where, or those are times in life where those things shift. So I think right. self-awareness is one of the most important things. And then I think it goes on to um, probably a small group, a small tribe of people that you can have conversations with. I mean, because let's face it, you and I grew up in different states. The state that I grew up in uh, leans pretty uh, right. I don't think that there has ever been a time that this state has voted uh, for a Democratic president. There's only Shame one on time you, that I know of. <laughs> Shame on you. There's one time that I know of that the state had a Democratic governor. Um, but and then you grow up the opposite. You grow up in a state that leans uh, very much to the left. And but yet you and I can have these conversations about politics, about economics, about uh, you name it. And it never gets to the point where I get off the phone with you and I'm angry or I'm mad at you. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, I'd say, uh, um, yes, uh, exactly. Uh, one of the reasons why I don't want to piss you off, though, is because when I was in Utah, uh, one, you were my boss, and secondly, you had me out to your house, and you made really great—you <laughs> made really great food. So I didn't want yes, to insult yes, you, yes. say, you know, with my liberal views, and you go, "You can't have any more food." Or you whiskey. can't eat so any more I, of this I, food. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but nowadays we'll we'll get on the phone and we'll talk about uh, yeah. a lot of different ideas, what's going on in the world, yeah, uh, economic policy. We go back and yeah. forth and we can disagree uh, and we do on a regular basis about different pers uh, different things that are going on. But what I love right. about that disagreement is if I have a different perspective, you listen to me. If you have a different perspective, I listen to you and it opens right. up and it expands our perspectives. And it's not that you're right or I'm right. It's that we see things from a different point of view. We see things from a different perspective. Um, right. and it, we have really good, healthy conversation and healthy debates. You know what I think it is also, I think if, if you have an agenda and I have an agenda, we're going to get into those fights. We're going to get mm. into, the, I think that's the agenda is the end because I have an agenda, but if two people come together and the agenda is the truth, then the conversations become more creative, more inclusive because we're both hunting for something. And we might, the thing that we're hunting for, we're coming at two different angles, but the underlying truth is we're looking for 
the truth or a truth. And I think those conversations lend themselves to be more open, more, like I said, um, uh, uh, understanding. They're much more nuanced. Because, right, because it's a hunt for the truth. I don't, I don't come yeah. in with this agenda. You know, like there was a question I'd asked you weeks ago, and it was a genuine question. It had to do with um, why are ninety nine percent of serial killers and you know and 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 the people who do the shootings white. And it wasn't, I had no intention of like pointing a finger at you. I wanted your perspective on it. And then you opened it up where we were talking about um, certain types of black crime being personal and white crimes being um, almost removed from being personal. And we had a great conversation. When I finished mm -hmm. that conversation, I just thought one, there's too much violence. The truth was after, after that conversation, there's just a lot of violence. And violence is perpetuated in different ways, but how do we address the violence? And, mm -hmm. and that was based on a nuanced, nuanced conversation that started with me asking you the, that particular question. Because again, the foundation is we're Americans and we have to fix an American issue. So it might that issue might be perpetuated on one side in one way and on the other side the other way, but the end of that situation is people are dying and yeah. we have to solve that. Yeah. And, and I remember yeah. it being such a great conversation and you didn't take yeah, offense really because I, yeah, you didn't take offense because I said it was, you know, I was looking at this from the serial killer white point of view because I didn't come at you. Like I, I wasn't trying to, you know, point my finger and go and white guys do that. It wasn't that. It was like, huh, I've noticed something. Let me take it to Steve. Mm -hmm. And I felt so comfortable being able to pick up the phone, dial your number and go, hey, Steve, I just noticed something. And I gave it to you and we opened up and it was a beautiful, wonderful conversation. Yeah, and I think those conversations need to happen more often. You know, I think uh, I just finished up. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the book, but it's uh, one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiographies. And I was fascinated oh, yeah, as I'm reading through it. And he's talking about what it was like to be a governor and try to be somebody who sat in the middle, who worked across both sides. And it, he said it was fascinating to him that when he would work on things like climate change or he would work on, you know, he had this grand vision that he wanted solar panels all across California. And he wanted, uh, I can't remember what they called it, the 100,000 solar panel uh, initiative or something like this, that he wanted to do all of these great things that would push clean energy. And he said that he found that even though it was a quote unquote liberal or quote unquote left uh, left idea that he couldn't get Democrats to jump on board at times because they would they you know the the overall tone was well that's a Republican governor that's bringing this we can't jump on board with him. And I thought how sad is that? that in our political system, and we see it on both sides, so this is not me attacking the left per se, it's that we see that on both sides. If somebody from the left brings an idea that's more central, somebody from the right that brings an idea that's more central or fits on one side or the other, um, right. this tribalism has caused us to really stand our ground rather than do what's right. We're saying, well, I'm right. I am on this side and I'm right. And I think what I love about our conversations is neither one of us is trying to be right in those conversations. We're just trying to explore an idea. Hunt for the truth. Yeah. Hunt for the truth. Now, or is there, is there a truth? 
Yeah. And one of the questions that I asked Mike Montandon when we interviewed him, because he was, um, you know, by all respects, he was a successful mayor. He was reelected as often as he could in a, with a constituency that was the opposite of what his political uh, beliefs and views were, you know, from a theoretical standpoint. So as a conservative, he was elected in a highly democratic um area. And I said, how did you, how did you handle a constituency that was the opposite of you? And he said, I didn't. He said, what I did is I looked at what the issues were and I made sure that we addressed the main issues. The number one issue for North Las Vegas at that time was that we were the fastest growing big city in the country. And that meant that we needed to spend a lot of money on infrastructure. And so we did, we built this new sewer system. We built a, built a massive park. We made sure that we improved all the roadways. We did everything we could to make the city better. And he said, I had people come to me and say, well, we need this issue addressed. We need this issue addressed. This is a white issue. This is a black issue. This is a Latino issue. And he said, I just, I did what was right for the city. And people saw that and it, uh, it fixed everything. He goes, you know, when we built this, one of the most amazing parks in the United States, it didn't, doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter what your ethnicity is. You can go have fun with your family at that park. And if we improve the sewer system or we improve whatever the infrastructure is, everybody benefits from that. And it's not a left or a right thing. So I think it was a fascinating perspective. And I wish that in America, we could come to more of that listening and uh, open-minded perspective when it comes to the political nature. Politics aren't bad. It's just that we tend to stake our ground on one side and we turn the ears off and go fight against uh, others. Right. And then when you live in a, when you live in a place where there's so much misinformation, it just, it just gets convoluted, twisted. And, and, and again, when people, you, when you take that, and mix it with people having an agenda that they don't want to investigate themselves. It just creates this conflict that we're sitting right in the middle of right now. Yeah, we turn into highly reactionary rather than people that can sit and reason and converse. And uh, I, I don't think that there is just one right way to do it. I think that the those diametrically opposed perspectives are important because they force us, if we're open, to really see a different perspective. Like when you and I talk, you will share a perspective that uh, I don't have because I haven't lived it. And right. that's where I grow is by hearing from your perspective. Right. Yeah. Yep. And vice versa. That's, yeah. uh, you know, it's funny. I, I think at the foundation of America, um, that that exists. It exists in writing. It exists. Yep. Bill of Rights, yep. Constitution, all these things that have been written. And again, this, I will be polarizing with this because it's the thing that bothers me the most is most Americans don't look at that stuff. Right. They, they get right. this cheap cliff notes version and they never investigate it. And, and so they come up with this, this, this not enough information about it. And then they have, you mix that with their agendas and all you're doing is hollering at people. And I've learned there's certain types of people I can begin a political conversation with. And if I realize that they are not doing any research, they're just hanging on to some desiccated value, I won't even engage anymore. It's, it's mm -hmm. useless. 
And then you talk to somebody like you, whose mind is fluid and flexible, even though you're 45. And Thank you. we can talk about that. <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> and thinning we, hair. We can, <laughs> and thinning hair. And we can talk about those things. You know, and, and that's the trick. And I, I honestly don't know how we get there. You know, is well, it I that think how we get there one is at what time? we're doing. Yeah, I think it's one at a time. Yeah. I think we like to point the finger and we like to point at our politicians and say, well, they're doing this or they're doing that. But then we go on and we watch CNN or we watch Fox News and then we take we, we sit in our camp and we point at the other person. And my challenge to our listeners would be to find somebody that might have some different political views than you and shut the hell up and go listen to them and really listen to why they believe what they believe. Now, is it deep rooted? Do they have a different perspective? Or are they like you where they're caught up in a bunch of the bullshit that gets put out there? Because if a person that just watches CNN goes and debates a person that just watches Fox News. Obviously, they're going to fight and argue because they're seeing things based on a very baked um, perspective that they're being uh, thrown out there. In one of our first episodes that we did with John Dupree, who spent, uh, gosh, I think over 35 years in news media, well, the best advice that he gave was if you're not getting your news sources from five to seven different places, you don't really have a news source of record. You just have some sort of propaganda. And that's what a lot of them, uh, the, the uh, news out there is, is just pushing some sort of propaganda. So I think for our listeners, my challenge would be to get out there and actually have a conversation with somebody that's different than them. But truly, just shut up and listen to what that other person is saying, so that they, uh, so you actually hear what they what they have to say. Um, so that's our challenge to you, uh, listeners. Give it a shot. Uh, dig a little bit deeper, and make sure that you're looking at things and not just taking everything for face value. Uh, there you have it, our evolutionary listeners. Another evolved short is in the books. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at evolve underscore cast. Join the Evolve community by going to evolve-cast.com to pick up our great clothing line. Like this episode, life is short, and now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. And evolve.